Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we got an amazing email this week, and uh, we just have to share it. Uh, So this is from Rachel, and Rachel says, Hi, Kayla and Bethany. I just had to reach out to y'all because I have been binging your pod for about the past two weeks. Like to the point where I listened to three to four episodes a day. I started to listen to some of y'all's most recent stuff. And then I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I have to start from the beginning. So I'm about 40 episodes in and I've already listened to around (laughs) the most recent 10 episodes. Oh my gosh. Thank y'all so much for inviting us into a small piece of your lives because I do genuinely feel like a friend of yours from the welcoming environment that y'all create with the pod. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, you're like, so that's our sweet. Goal. Yes, that's what we want. And I love that y'all started the pod to connect with other armies. But since I feel like I know you both, I'll introduce myself to y'all. My name is Rachel and I'm 24. I'm from Tennessee originally. I love how she's saying y'all. Yes. And she says she's from Tennessee. It's I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. yes. Uh, But I went to undergrad in Georgia and then grad school in New York, but I'm actually back in Tennessee since COVID started. I was actually going to undergrad for preoccupational therapy. What? That is insane. Through an exercise science major. So Bethany, I absolutely love when you talk about your experience. Oh, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. Currently, I'm working on a temporary team management job for a car sales dealership and also finishing up my master's thesis. Wow. That's so great. So you're doing your master's thesis, but you're considering going back to OT school. Like that's so much work. That's so much work. You must have a lot of ambition, but Mm. that's so awesome. Yeah. As for my BTS story, thank you for sharing. We love these. Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of a newbie still, although they have consumed my life for the past three months. I have been aware of BTS for a while now. I actually studied Chinese, mad at myself that I didn't study Korean, to be honest, for eight years. And I would say that I'm like 75% fluent now. But during my time studying language, I learned a lot about Asian culture in general, which K-pop is a huge part of. So I've been aware of BTS for years now, but I fought tooth and nail to not get into them because I'm stubborn as hell and know myself too well. Like, oh my God, Rachel, I relate to you on so many (laughs) levels. Like if anybody else besides Bethany had introduced me to BTS... I would have been stubborn. I would have been like, no. Yeah. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. years, I'm sure. And um, the language. Oh, my God. That's that's what I was thinking about. It's just like how you are pretty much fluent in Spanish Mm -hmm. and she's 75% fluent in Chinese. Mm -hmm. Like what? All the like like cute little similarities. So cool. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay. So she continues. When I decide I like something, I fall headfirst and obsess over it and it consumes my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) That's all with BTS. Right. And so people warned me that I would feel this way if I got into BTS. So I fought it for years and pretended like they didn't exist to prevent what is happening to me now, aka (laughs) BTS consuming my entire life. Yes. Anyways, Dynamite came out and obviously I watched the music video and I fell hard And then it was the classic, okay, I just want to know who is who. Mm, Always. And one thing led to another. And now here I am three months later reading fanfics every night and having to constantly clear my YouTube history (laughs) from my Taeyeon growling searches. Oh my God. (laughs) That is all too relatable right there. Like having to clear your YouTube searches like on my work tablet. I I have to clear my YouTube because I'm like, they can't know. They can't know. (laughs) 
And now I'm just mad at myself that I didn't commit earlier to this lifestyle. Yes. As for my bias, I fought this too again because I'm too stubborn. I remember watching the Dynamite music video for the first time and thinking, I don't know which one is the one in the green suit, but he knows exactly what he's doing and it's working. Mm Come to find out that was Young, and he's been ruined my life since. No other explanation needed. However, the interesting thing is that the more I learn about Jungkook, the more he has just climbed up my ranking. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the point where I'm thinking, I'm double biased. Welcome (laughs) to the fucking club. Everyone's double biased. (laughs) My Taekook heart is so fragile for the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yoongi is 100% my bias record, and I have no words for him either. Mm. Wow. Uh, this email is just so incredible when we read this uh, originally when we first got it we're like man we have to read this on we the have podcast to, because there's just so many similarities between yeah. like Rachel your life and your likes mm-hmm. and interests and like the two of us like oh my god thank you so much for reaching out yeah. like we're so happy to uh, to meet you and to hear from you mm-hmm. we love sharing like new army stories mm-hmm. too on the podcast and I just feel like Rachel yours is so relatable like this is all of us everyone yeah. going falling down the rabbit hole of BTS and just, ha- just starting being consumed at- <laughs> yeah, just starting at needing to know who's who yeah. and uh, just watching fa- or reading fanfic every night. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, BTS really fucking pulls me out of my depression. Yeah, man. <laughs> I But I can see it, and I just love that they do that for you. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Can't you tell a difference, like, today? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I can see such a huge difference. Yeah. Just because of, you know, BTS. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. their impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, I cannot believe Sir Paul McCartney compared BTS to the Beatles. No, this is crazy to me. Yeah. Insane. So, I really have to just talk on this. Paul McCartney was recently on a podcast, and they were asking him whether they were, if there were any current music acts that he listens to that showed, quote, true artistry for which the the Beatles were known. And his response was, Quote, for me, it's not ex- it's not really because of the music like it is for the fans. But for me, it's about just seeing some young kids go through what we went through. BTS, Korean guys. I like watching them and seeing what's going on. I think they're good. Oh, my fucking Sarah God. Sarah McCartney said this about BTS. Yeah. Like he stands, like he enjoys BTS's music mm-hmm. and thinks that they're good and sees that they're going through. Like in terms of the fandom, like I like how he, he mentioned fans, you know, like obviously BTS is hurtling way more obstacles than the Beatles had to. Um, but you know, just that he sees the similarity with like the fandom and just their popularity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I And I, they're I, making good music that's true artistry. Yeah. The fact that the question was framed in that kind of way, like mm-hmm. a c- current music that shows true artistry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something that we've said about BTS. Yes. That we truly believe in our hearts and souls. Mm-hmm. And to have Sir Paul McCartney himself. Mm-hmm. of the Beatles say this I know it's just incredible it, it blew really my is. mind mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> okay so if you're down for that <laughs> all of that that's all of what has been happening is exactly what this episode we're is we're just really excited for this episode like yeah. we spur of the moment moment decided to do this yeah, episode because we're just feeling the, the BTS love mm-hmm. and so excitement if, yeah so if you're down for that then you're in the right place all right so in today's episode shattering the glass ceiling we're pretty much going to go through all of the accomplishments or most of the accomplishments that we really felt that bts was really impacting music as a culture Mm -hmm. you know things that they really have achieved that are just some of their top tier best 
accomplishments that they have succeeded in achieving as Mm -hmm. BTS. Yeah. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, we really want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support you guys have to offer is super appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, Our charity of the month, uh, we're not doing our December one yet since we were really late with doing our November one. And Mm -hmm. it's one that's super near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to continue this week with supporting the Alzheimer's organization at alz.org um i just wanted to say thank you to everybody who reached out um you know about my grandpa passing away and thank you for your kind words of love and support that mm-hmm. really meant a lot and um you know we're doing okay we're going through the grieving process but it was nice to be together and to be able to mm-hmm. you know like have a funeral honestly it's something that i'm grateful for in 2020 so yeah. um yeah all those messages were so kind Mm -hmm. yeah and I could tell that they like you know they meant a lot to you and that it really helped you yeah so thank you guys for um all those kind messages and then also deciding to donate alongside us to the Alzheimer's Association yeah thanks guys okay let's um get into this episode yeah so let's go ahead and just start with what inspired this episode for us um this past week Life Goes On debuted at number one on Billboard Hot 100, and I was just in total shock over this. I couldn't believe it, but my excitement was through the roof. I mean, I was really excited when Dynamite was number one in Savage Love. I was like, okay, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was more excited that Dynamite had been number one, but when I heard Life Goes On ended up being number one on Hot 100, I I couldn't believe it because it's a fully like fully korean song yeah holy shit yeah like okay so you and it's a slower song and it's a slower song yeah it's not like this this is not on this is not you know black swan this is not fake love idol this this is not idol this is fucking life goes on Mm -hmm. when you sent me the news it was like right at the end of the school day literally like six minutes left in the school day Mm -hmm. when i got your text i literally I told my whole class because <laughs> it was they were having a work day or just this was not just me checking my phone randomly. Mm-hmm. They were on a work day. It mm-hmm. was the end of the day, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just told them all and they were like, all right, Mrs. Coleman, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a reputation of being like that teacher who's obsessed with that one K-pop group yeah. at school. Anyway, I love that. Yeah, I love that for you. Though. It's really great. <laughs> um, but So I got this news and it just made me so happy so excited like Mm -hmm. literally it literally brought me out of my depression like I'm not kidding I wasn't even this excited for Dynamite being Mm. number one and that was their first number one but something about this being fully in Korean you know but I was just I mean I've just been on a high ever since I got the news yeah and so you came to me we should totally do a podcast this week and I was I was flying back from from seeing family and I got the news and I was really excited when you said that was totally down to record an episode because this is just such a huge monumental moment for them and so we just felt it was perfect to just talk about how bts breaks the glass ceiling Mm -hmm. like how they really have overcome so much from the very beginning so we are gonna we're gonna go through it guys yeah so just a little bit of info about where bts came from to really put this into context for you yeah BTS debuted in 2013 with the smallest entertainment company in Korea. They lived in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom dorm with a small kitchen and living area. They had bunk beds, and they wore the cheapest t-shirts and undergarments possible. They recorded their very first album, Too Cool for School, in a garage. Fucking garage. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They quite literally came from nothing, and they did have everything against them mm-hmm. from right from their debut. Yeah, because at the time, the K-pop industry was controlled by the Big Three, which has now been dismantled. But the Big Three originally <laughs> was SM, JYP, and YG. These three companies dominated the Korean music industry for over two decades. And although some other entertainment companies existed, none were as successful as these three. Three until Big Hit and BTS came along. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the big three was really two decades two of dominating decades. the Korean uh, K-pop industry. Yeah, and then big hit. It's crazy. <laughs> However, it wasn't an easy road and it took a long time for BTS to gain any sort of notoriety and recognition, even in their own country, not to mention the world. It really wasn't until like 2016 that they started to gain some recognition. Yeah. So with all of this in mind, we're going to explore BTS's biggest accomplishment, as Bethany said, their glass ceiling shattering moments. These are the moments that wrote history and also changed their lives forever. All right. So we are going to start with the year 2016 because this is when those glass ceiling shattering moments Mm -hmm. started. So in 2016, BTS won the Mama Artist of the Year Award, which is basically the largest award that you can get Mm -hmm. at the Mama Awards. And so which are the biggest awards in Asia? The yeah. biggest music awards in Asia. They're, you know, com- comparable to the American Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this moment was just huge because up until that point, it had been SM, YG, you know, the big three. And so for BTS to win this award, it was truly shocking. And yeah. we watched, we rewatched them going up and accepting this award almost every single one of the BTS members cries. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are just blown away. They are just so shocked and surprised, but they're so grateful. And you can just see that this was such a huge moment for them. This was a huge moment for them. And I mean, I didn't even think about how the fact that the, it was really just the big three that had winners before that, you know, for BTS to come out and win artist of the year. And they really had not won any sort of major award yet. You know, this Mm -hmm. was, they were so grateful and so humble and like to see Yoongi break down and sob at the end of their acceptance speech like mm-hmm. man this meant so much to them yeah. back then this was the biggest thing in their life they couldn't believe that they reached this this moment this yeah. moment to see Yoongi break like that and just full tears I think in that moment he maybe thought that that was like the peak yeah. or that that was they, they had achieved what they needed to achieve and here we are like they never thought that they would they even would, get to that point they really and they've said this a lot in interviews that they never thought that they would be what they are now yeah and this is just the beginning just the beginning so in 2017 bts for the first time performed on american television at the american music awards and they performed dna this was a huge moment we've talked about this moment a lot because bethany hosted a party for it we Mm -hmm. had a ton of friends who aren't even into bts watching and this is also right when we started to stand yeah this is this was our first comeback you know This was a huge moment for us, but this was a huge moment for BTS. For them to perform on American television um, was them really breaking through, breaking Mm -hmm. into the Western scene. Um, Yeah, and at one of the major music award shows in America, like the AMAs is one of the one of the bigger ones. Yeah, and so that they were invited to come on to perform DNA, that was their first time ever performing on American television, and ever since then. It's been nonstop. I mean, they've really, that was a huge, that was monumental. Yeah. They were also the first Korean artist to appear on Spotify's global top 50. Also, such a notable thing to happen for them. Uh, Spotify is the like largest streaming platform right now. Yeah. Um, and to be the first Korean artist to achieve getting on that global Spotify top 50 list. Yeah, that was huge for them to do that. And, you know, since then, they really haven't left that chart. Mm -hmm. Um, They've just maintained. Um, They were the first Korean artist to be nominated for and to win Billboard's Top Social Artist at the Billboard Music Awards that same year. Um, And they also continue to win that award every every year since then. Yep, every year they have won Top Social Artist. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They also, in 2017, started the UNICEF Love Myself campaign to end violence. The campaign ended in 2019 and was the most successful UNICEF campaign of all time. Insane to me. That's, that's, 
crazy. I mean, UNICEF is one of the largest organizations in the world. In the world, in the world everybody knows about UNICEF. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I learned in during my master's degree. We really like talked about UNICEF, you know, in terms of healthcare. So yeah, it's it's huge. Mm. Especially because this campaign culminated with BTS themselves speaking at the UN to speak at the United Nations. Uh, like, what was Namjoon's speech? Like a seven or eight minute speech? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Monumental. That is a historical freaking moment. Yeah. It's one thing to just be invited, but to be speaking at the UN. To the, the entire Nations. room. All of these diplomats, all of these important people mm-hmm. from all over the world incredible yeah um really their their reach is crazy Mm -hmm. so in 2018 uh bts became the first korean artist to perform at a u.s stadium um and also sold it out of course this of course was city field in new york their last stop on the speak yourself tour in their north america leg yeah that, I remember that happening and how huge that was. I remember going over, I'm sure on the podcast, we talked about how many seats are in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about how the Beatles had performed at Shea Stadium. And how that and was how huge. that parallel, mm-hmm. yeah. This was in 2018. Oh, and Jim crying at the end oh, and Namjoon saying, please use me. Please use, use me to love, love yourself. yourself. Yeah. I'm no, I'll never be over it. Never. They were also the first Korean act to perform at the Billboard Music Awards, and they did this with their fake love, um, Love Yourself Tear Comeback. Iconic, I just have to say. It is iconic. It's fucking iconic. This is also when we saw Jungkook's abs for the first time. That's why it's iconic. But also, but like, it, was, it was a huge stage for mm-hmm. them. That was, that was how they came back. That was with an American television show and it was the Billboard Music Awards. I mean, it's huge. Huge. And ever since then, they've been like, we're going to have every comeback, you know, on an American stage. Mm -hmm. Like our first live performance, an American awards show or something of the sort. Oh, yeah, always. They've maintained. They have. (laughs) Crazy. Okay. Um, Also, 2018 was so huge. They received the Order of Cultural Merit Award from President Moon. Um, This is a huge award of achievement, basically just saying that you are a, you know, a huge ambassador and a great example of what it means to be Korean and to, you know, share Korean culture with the with the world. Um, So this is a huge honor. It's such an honor and a rare honor, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to to receive this award. Yeah. Incredible. So in 2019, BTS became the first Korean group to perform and sell out Wembley Stadium. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The like largest stadium in the world on this planet. Yeah. Mari was there. I know. And she just got her package in the mail, the, um, like the recording of it. Really? And she sent me a picture of, she was like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like she found herself. Incredible. Tell us, how does it feel to have been where where history was made for BTS? Truly, at Wembley. Yeah. I wish I could have been at that concert. Oh my God, I can't incredible. imagine. Also in 2019, BTS became the first Korean act to perform on Saturday Night Live with Boy With Love. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, incredible performances. Yeah. Incredible. And the the live vocals and the live band, yeah. it was so good. They did the um, mic drop break, uh, yeah, dance the, break. The, the dance break, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, J-Hope, I can just picture the hip thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really double biased. Oh my gosh, I mean, how could you not at this point? Oh wow, okay, um... They were also the first Korean artists to be nominated and win Best Duo Group at the Billboard Music Awards. Oh, my God. So this was the year that they were like, okay, yeah, top social artist, whatever. Uh, Best Group? Yeah, that ended up becoming a reality for them. They won something, a a major category other than just top social artists. Not to say that that wasn't important. That was huge for them. Right. But it was kind of like the foot in the door for them. Yeah. For these awards. Everybody knows that BTS has a huge social media presence. Mm -hmm. So to win top social artists, especially after all these years, is not that surprising. But for them to have used that to really get their foot in the door, it's like they're just constantly building. And so now at at the BBMAs in 2019, they come back. Back and they get best duo group. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember some of the people that they beat out for this, like Dan and Shay, or like Maroon Five, the Jonas Brothers, or something. Yeah. Right? Like big, big groups. groups mm-hmm. You know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I mean, we were like hopeful, but cautiously hopeful that they would win because, you know, just we, just, sure. we just yeah. don't think that they get the recognition they deserve. And no. so we wouldn't be surprised if they were snubbed, but they fucking won. Incredible. Yeah. 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 They do get snubbed a lot. They do get snubbed. Still. Yeah. Constantly. Always. That's why we're talking. That's why we do stuff like this. Yeah. We like look at all of what they have done. Yeah. Um, also in 2019, they won all four day sangs at mama and they are the first artist ever Mm -hmm. to do that so we had just talked about in 2016 when they won artist of the year but then they ended up winning all four day songs like wow wow all four of them to come that far in three years in three years oh my fucking god it's insane it's truly insane they're making history exponentially they are just they're a special group. There's mm. a reason why they are where they are right now yeah. because they have such talent and there is really something about them. They are true artists. True artists. They deserve as, all those awards. Do you know you can say now they are true artists just as Sir Paul McCartney said? You yeah. can like quote him now. I can quote <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney to all those assholes <laughs> who think I'm crazy to compare BTS to the Beatles. Like, joke's on you because now I'm just going to quote Sir Paul McCartney to your face. Yeah, tattoo it on your forehead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stupid. Post it on Facebook. <laughs> Tag Mark. Go Kyle. Pu- go public. There's probably a chat out there too who needs to hear it. <laughs> Oh yeah. man! Wow. Okay. Yeah. So now we are. We've we've come so far, so fast. BTS, BTS. has come so so far, so, so fast. fast. It's. <laughs> Can we stop? Can we just? <laughs> We're being ridiculous. No, it's so. It's so I, cute. I, this episode is so fun. I'm so yeah. glad that we're doing this Me too. because we did this so spur of the moment. Just excited to talk about BTS mm-hmm. and had to share it with all of you guys. Like yeah. we just needed to talk. Like I couldn't wait another week. Yeah, we had to talk to you guys about this. Yeah, yeah. But BTS really has come so far so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and get into There's 20... a fanfic about that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so getting in to now 2020, going through all this research, we have come to find that 2020 has been just a year full of so many accomplishments for BTS, like monumental things that are breaking records Mm -hmm. and making history. Yeah. So 2020, BTS is the first K-pop act to present and perform at the Grammys. That feels like a lifetime ago, but that happened at the beginning of this year. That's fucking crazy. This is when they performed Old Town Road with Lil Nas, and so they got a Grammy stage, which was huge. It wasn't their own, but it was something. Um, And they also got to, like, present an award at at the Grammys. Mm. Crazy. Just got their foot in the door, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's always been these little steps up Mm -hmm. the ladder for them. Uh, they never have a big jump, you mm-mm. know? That's something that they're not afforded. Mm-hmm. I think that there's too many biases against them. And so they don't have, like, this huge jump, you know? Mm-hmm. They'll have an exponential increase in fans, but mm-hmm. not in payoff as far as getting globally recognized. Mm-hmm. So, like, these little increments that we see, I mean, it happens relatively yeah. quickly. Like, since 2016, it's, you know, four years, you know? Yeah. But, like, at the same time... They just have to chip away at, like the xenophobic white guy you know sitting behind all the who's a part of the academy yeah. you know that's basically what it is is they've just been chipping away the norms and the standards and yeah like chipping away the glass ceiling i guess like, and i think they just yeah, keep breaking through it they just more and more there's so many places in their career where people have said you can't achieve this. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way BTS is going to do that. Like, obviously, it's going to be this other group or whatever, or BTS doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Every single time that someone has said that and they've gone on to achieve it, they've broken through that glass ceiling because somebody said, you can't. And they did. They did. And, you know, so all of the people that are, you know, really working to not recognize what they're doing, mm-hmm. BTS is still chipping away at it. Yeah, like, you're really not, you're just putting off the inevitable. Exactly. Really. Yeah. 
So BTS also made history in 2020 by first performing the first virtual concert of its kind, Bang Bang Con the Live. Mm-hmm. But then later in the year, in October, of course, they performed Map of the Soul 1, which had the largest audience in history for any concert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that it was virtual really helped out with that, but nobody yeah. else is doing it. Yeah. Um, they had 993,000 authentic viewers, live viewers at the time of the showing. 7,000 under a million. Basically a million. Basically a million. A million. That's fucking crazy. People watching for the Map of the Soul one concert. At one time. At one time. At the same time. A million people in the world doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. For BTS. That's <sighs> insane. It is insane. Have, have a million people in the I world wa- done the same thing at the same time ever? Mm-hmm. ever? I wonder if BTS even knew when they were performing that concert that they had a million eyes on them well two million two million, <laughs> two million eyes on two them two million eyes on them <laughs> i doubt it okay but they had a million people watching them yeah crazy wow. um so in 2020 they also had the best selling album of 2020 with map of the soul seven fuck yes deserves the best it. selling album of this year is map of the soul seven but that's just it's such a great accomplishment for them and Map of the Soul 7 so deserves it. Yeah. I mean, it's such a sentimental album mm-hmm. for BTS and for ARMY and mm-hmm. for it to be the best selling album of the year, I think it's just like the cherry on top. It really is. Yeah. So also in this year, this was huge. This obviously made the album for B where Dynamite hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks crazy Mm -hmm. and this was their first song ever to hit number one and right now as of recording this episode it is still number three on billboard yeah it went back up on the charts because of b's release Mm -hmm. yeah this was obviously monumental as well for them this was the first time this is what b's skit is about is their live reaction to finding out that dynamite became number one on billboard hot 100 and so what's so special about this is that not only was it the first time but like this was their first fully english song too yeah um so i think that it was just like such a sweet sweet moment for them like something that they thought maybe would never happen and they were able to achieve this and it just makes what's to come so much so more exciting. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, also with Dynamite, uh, because it was so popular, they were nominated for Best Group Slash Duo at the Grammy Awards mm-hmm. for their Dynamite performance. We should be referring to BTS forever now as Grammy-nominated BTS. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then shortly after that, they ended up getting back on number one for on Billboard's Hot 100 with this Savage Love remix, which, of course, only had Jungkook and Soap on it. Mm-hmm. But it's still such a huge moment for that. It's better than the original. It's, it, it is better Way than better. the original. It's, they being on the track on this mm-hmm. remix is the only reason why it was number one. Number one. Yeah. It was never number one, just the original song. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty special. Pretty incredible. Uh, and then just shortly after, just this week, just yesterday, yes, <laughs> as of recording this episode, Life Goes On hits number one on Billboard's Hot 100. This, of course, is a mostly fully Korean song. Mm-hmm. It's the first non-English song to ever debut at number one on Billboard Hot 100. And this is only BTS's, of course, third number one hit, if you're including Savage Love Remix. Yeah, Huge. And while there has been Spanish speaking songs such as Despacito and the Macarena to top the chart, they had to climb the charts. They didn't just debut there. So what's huge about this specific award is that it's the first non-English song to ever debut at number one on the Hot 100. Yeah. It's crazy that Mm -hmm. in just one week, it's number one. It didn't have to climb at all. Mm -mm. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And it's such a different song than Dynamite. I think what's really important and monumental about this song, and I think why it made me so happy, is because it's not in English. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of critics were saying, well, yeah, BTS, just because of their popularity existing already. Mm-hmm 
dynamite being in English, that's the only reason why they're number one. You know, the fact that it's in English is the only reason. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking gratifying Mm -hmm. and like amazing that this song, Life Goes On, fully Korean, is number one. I know. Number one. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. And I think that's why we got so much more excited for this one. Although I was through the roof, like I said, over head over heels about dynamite. Yeah. Um, but to see that life goes on, a fully Korean spoken song. I just I want to know BTS's reaction. I do too. Because oh, I mean, they made a whole skit on the album for finding out Dynamite, reacting to knowing Dynamite mm-hmm. is number one. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they fucking feel with their fully Korean song. This what we've already talked about. This slower song. This is not on. This is not idle. Mm-hmm. You know, this more relaxed, chilled, laid back song. But what's also so purely BTS every for any part of B to get this kind of notoriety mm-hmm. immediately the first week after being out it's is debut week huge this is debut week and this is them you know this whole album is absolutely 100% them and their music and their sound and like for that to be number one it's so validating it is so validating like there's not as many um additional people involved they from the very beginning have been telling us back when we were in our quarantine and they were letting us know that they were working on an album they made it very clear that all of them had individual roles um during the press conference before they released b and life goes on they talked at length about every single member's important role in this album and the creation of this album Uh, yeah the creation of every single Mm -hmm. song and what they did and what they wanted like yeah so for and I just I think I can go ahead and just lean into this too we might talk about it again later but like not only is it life goes on is charting on the hot 100 it's number one but all of the songs on B excluding the skit is on billboard hot 100 right now that's crazy that is insane you guys yeah Stream the skit. Yeah. I used to listen. <laughs> I don't skip it. There are some armies that have like really dedicated, like, <laughs> I'm never skipping skit. I'm never <laughs> skipping it because we're going to make that that girl chart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. 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 But then you're just so eager to get to telepathy. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so true. <sighs> But yeah, just we're so excited and happy for them. Uh, Just over the moon. Yeah, over the moon. So yeah, for the entire album to be charting, I think is also fucking huge. I can't wait to see how all of the songs continue to go up. Yeah. Because I really think they will. Oh, there is one more thing I want to say about Life Goes On and just all of these Hot 100s. It is so special that it has been... Like four of the BTS members' birthdays when all of this has happened. So all four times, or I guess five, well, it's been on five. They had five weeks on Hot 100. But for four of them, it was BTS's birthday. So we did this for Namjoon, Jungkook, Jimin, and... Jen's birthday Mm -hmm. so special like the best birthday gift the best birthday gift Mm -hmm. like Jungkook was the one who found out around his birthday for dynamite Mm -hmm. incredible I mean I bet they are just freaking out right now Mm -hmm. like I really I doubt that they expected this I mean I think they had high hopes right Mm -hmm. I think that I think Yoongi's really confident about the music that they make you know and so I think that he he, he's really ambitious and he has a lot of goals so I'm sure this was on his list you know Mm -hmm. but oh my god I bet they're freaking out oh yeah um I just really need to just go off for a second a little bit about this New York Times headline um about the news that you know life goes on as number one on Billboard Hot 100 so this article I'm not even gonna say who wrote it but it's called BTS debuts at number one and CDs play a major role so let me just tell you why that whole point is (laughs) that that last the comma and (sighs) CDs play a major role is like really you just had to add that in the fucking title no yeah they did just they just had to put it in there that the cds play a major role so ridiculous Mm -hmm. and so unnecessary and let me tell you why okay so in the first week this is just the first week of sales digital sales like did buying it like for a dollar 29 on itunes or Mm -hmm. whatever they just had 129,000 digital 
sales. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then 20,000 physical copies in the same week. So basically 150,000 sales of mm-hmm. this album mm-hmm. of life goes on in the first week in the first week Just and we don't think this week. includes pre-orders or anything like that that is a very small mm-hmm. fucking number yeah okay guess how many streams there were <laughs> Bethany? <laughs> well, i can see it on the dock in yeah. front of me but i couldn't believe this number 14.9 million streams in the first week 14.9 million and someone has the audacity to say that bts is number one on billboard hot fucking 100 yeah. because of cds, CDs. Mm-hmm. god forbid <laughs> god forbid they distribute music the traditional way of music distribution yeah. via physical copies by the way but- it's all they have. It's all they have to like kind of make it sound like, oh, it's only because they sold their CDs. For them to say it's only because they sold their CDs. Like that just sounds, they need to say, did that guy did he read say it, it out, loud? out loud? Did he say <laughs> that out loud? It's only because they sold their CDs. Here's what I think. And it wasn't, it wasn't repackaged. Mm-mm. There were, there was only one album, mm-hmm. not four versions, Mm-mm. just one version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they aren't, they, they did nothing, you know, extreme to try to sell more copies no. of this, the, the CD. No, like, okay. This, this dude who wrote this probably just submitted to his editor and his editor was like, yeah, we've written the same story about BTS, just like this headline, like six times already. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. Send it on out. You know? Yeah. It's different because of what you just said. They did not sell multiple different versions of the same album, which in the past critics have said, okay, well, with Map of the Soul or with, you know, Persona or The Love Yourself, there are four different versions Mm -hmm. that you can buy. And people do buy multiple versions. Some people buy all four versions because they're looking for a photo card or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you could say, yes, that can definitely boost physical copy album sales. Mm -hmm. But for this album... It is one version. Yeah. And there's no reason to buy more than one because in the one version, I think this is very intentional on BTS's part. It has everything. It It has seven photo cards. Mm -hmm. It's all the same photo cards no matter what album you get. I think they felt it needed to be that way. I think they felt it needed to be that way because they all worked on this album. So they just feel like it just needs to fully be everything them. And so all seven of them are in there. You know, I think it just needed to be put into one this album is perfect this is just we've said it so many times but it is bts to the core so yeah this is just this article that last little piece of the title is so stupid so fucking stupid and like when you actually go and look at the numbers like twenty thousand physical copies within the first debut the debut week of it the first week not That's really significant nothing. yeah because every i mean it's covid compared to 14.9 million streams you yeah know? like you're not going to mention that you're not going to mention that it was literally streamed the most out of any song in the world mm-hmm. in the in the first week but you'll mention twenty thousand physical album sales mm-hmm. stupid yeah um you know so i did find this really great article by brian raleigh and i think that we've talked about one of his articles before on the podcast Mm -hmm. um but he just had some amazing points um about bts and this uh song and their achievements here that totally counteract that stupid ass article from the new york times (laughs) um so here's another history making glass ceiling shattering moment uh brian raleigh notes that the rest of b's tracks also sold extraordinarily well making bts the first act in u.s history to claim the top six spots on the digital song sales chart so not for like streams i'm not mm-hmm. talking about billboard hot 100 mm-hmm. but for sales for sales. how much you know money they made they're the top six Everyone besides the skit. The first act in U.S. history to claim the top six spots. A fully Korean album. That's insane. Fucking incredible. I'm so glad. It just shows how big ARMY is and how how many people around the world really love them. Yeah. I mean, and to me, just because of the uniqueness of this album and the the purity of this album, I feel that it shows how incredible BTS is. It's another testament to that they are just true artists completely. There is something real stupid going on with the American radios. Mm -hmm. I don't know why BTS continues to not really get many radio spins. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. 
Yeah. They did get some with dynamite and mic drop and stuff, but just like not to the extent of like what you would expect Mm -hmm. for the number one spot. They should be getting more. They should be getting a ton for how popular their songs are. So another monumental moment that's mentioned in this article is the superstar boy band has also notched three number one hits faster than any group since the Bee Gees in 1978. Crazy. Who performed a top charting hat trick with Saturday Night Fever singles How Deep Is Your Love, Staying Alive, and Night Fever. Over the course of two months and three weeks. Wow. Wow. So they they beat out all of that. The last group to score its first three number one singles faster than the BTS was the Beatles back in 1964, rocketing to the top of the Hot 100 with I Want to Hold Your Hand, She Loves You, and Can't Buy Me Love within the two month, within two months and three days, which like those three songs by the Beatles are some of their best. Like yeah. everyone knows their these songs. Their most well-known songs. Yes. Yeah. Incredible that BTS is here again mixed in with these huge names. Mm -hmm. And I think just seeing this in this article after hearing about what Sir Paul McCartney said about BTS just makes it even more sweet. I know it does. Yes. Uh, And just to put icing on the cake, Brian Raleigh says, Dynamite rebounds to number three on Hot 100 this week, as we already mentioned, making BTS the first group to occupy two spots in the Hot 100s since 2009 you guys since the black eyed peas with boom boom pow and i got a feeling which were huge fucking songs everybody (laughs) knew those songs everybody listened to those songs yeah you know the fact that bts like is beyond that they're beyond that i mean if the fact that they still don't get recognition from people and the people still don't listen to Mm -hmm. them and they still don't get radio play crazy Yeah, yeah yeah lastly for 2020 they're the first artists to top three Billboard charts at once. Hot 100, the Global Chart, and Global Hot 200. Wow. All three of them. Crazy. At once. Again, first. Yep. Yeah. This episode is just an episode of firsts. First. Um, yeah. I also want to talk about some of their RIAA awards. If you're not familiar, RIAA is like the group that certifies um and defines success in the record music industry with like gold and platinum um this was originally conceived to honor artists and track sound recording sales um and gold and platinum awards have come to stand as a benchmark of success for any artist whether they've just released their first song or their greatest hits album so it's very sought after so bts has quite a few certified gold and platinum yeah so for certified gold They achieved their first on February 9th, 2018 with DNA, again on August 8th, 2018 with Fake Love, and then August 22nd, 2019 with Map of the Soul Persona. Wow. I love that the whole album, Mm -hmm. the whole album was Certified Gold. Yes. Um, Certified Platinum, their first song to be certified platinum was november 9th 2018 with mic drop incredible um the second one was june 20th of 2019 with boy with love featuring halsey yes and then january 16th 2020 the beginning of this year with love yourself answer mm-hmm. wow the whole album the whole album totally deserved it yes, completely it did. Mm-hmm. uh and then on the same day idol also was certified platinum of course of incredible course. song idol yes And then just recently, on November 16th of this year, Map of the Soul 7, the whole album, was certified platinum. And it came out this year. And it came out this year. And it's not even... It's not even over. Twenty twenty is not even. It's done. not even over. It's barely been six months since this album came out, and uh, for it to be certified platinum, I think is fucking incredible. I, I mean, I'm sure B will be certified platinum, you know, very soon. Very soon. I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say by March of next year. Oh, let's say. Okay. Okay. Let's let's revisit in March <laughs> if we remember. <laughs> So a lot of massive accomplishments, so many awards, things going platinum and gold. It just they've achieved so so much over their entire their entire career their here. Entire career. Mm-hmm. And all of these moments were moments that completely changed, for, you know, their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. It it made them realize, oh, 
we're growing. Oh, we can do this. We, we have these opportunities. And I think that they've just been chasing every single opportunity and they continue to succeed. They continue to pull through and to dominate. And like you said, they just go up in little increments. They're just chiseling away at the glass ceiling at every turn, whatever the next one is. They're just chiseling away at it. Yeah. And with each of these achievements, just more and more heads are turning. Yeah. Um, That's so true. They're just getting more and more popular. I, I, we always keep talking about like, when is the pivotal moment? You know, when, when does it, it's like they're at the peak and I just, they're just not there yet. Mm. I don't think so either. They just keep going. Yeah. But I think life goes on. It getting number one to me is such a pivotal moment. Oh yeah. This is so fucking huge to me. What's, what's crazy about this? I'm sorry is that it's happened in the span of three months. Like these things, like 2020 has been a huge year for them. But within these last three months with the Billboard Hot 100, like charting number one with three different songs, what is happening? Especially, like I think... They were literally like, all right, we're not going to go on a world tour, so we're just going to spend all our time putting out, you know, our good music and doing our absolute best. Yeah. And this is what is happening. They're achieving so much by doing so. And, you know, they didn't sit back and say, well, 2020 is a wash. Yeah. Yeah. They literally were like, what can we do? They're so inspiring they're so inspiring they I mean as we were going through I did not expect that 2020 was going to have the most amount of accomplishments Mm -hmm. and I guess it makes sense because as they've been going they've been gaining just a little bit more every time Mm -hmm. but you know you could say maybe two or three big accomplishments a year would be Mm -hmm. huge yeah to have like seven that Mm -hmm. we've talked about for just 2020 is fucking insane it's insane for for the year that this has been where they missed out on a tour they you know they had to completely change everything that they were doing uh just like everyone else did imagine the reunion at the next concert like after all of this immense success to reunite like i'm sure bts can't wait to see army and just thank us in person in this year we have supported each other so freaking much and when BTS gave us an incredible album, all of ARMY supported. So we will, of course, put this Google Doc on our Patreon for all of you iconics who support us there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other lists just linked in here, like to different pages where you can see some more of their awards and nominations, their Guinness records, which we didn't even touch on today. Uh, but we really felt the need to just go over all of this because we're we're feeling the love. We're yeah. fe- I love that when they succeed, ARMY feels like a form of accomplishment as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy for them. I'm so glad that we got to get together this week just on a whim and record this episode and just talk about how much we love them and how fucking incredible they are. I know. They're just so incredible. We're just so, so happy for so them. So proud. I mean, mm-hmm. just before we recorded and we watched the 2016 Mama Acceptance again, I mean, it was just like... Oh, so overjoyed. And that happened four years ago, you yeah. know? I just love to cheer them on. I love them. It's the best. And I love that we started this episode back in 2013 to just really touch on how far they've come. They're yeah. the they're the best underdog story. They are the best underdog story. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for being here and for listening. And a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP iconics, Eileen Ruchal, Michelle Park, Deja, and Meg DiRuggiero. We love you guys so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you, Rachel, for your amazing email, for reaching out to us. We love to hear from you guys. If you would like to reach out to us, uh, you know, you don't have to write us a big, long email like Rachel if you don't want to, but we would still (laughs) love to hear from you. Okay. We We love hearing from we you guys. We want to get to know you. Yeah. Like, it's the whole reason why we have this pod. Yeah. You know? I can't wait till February for Valentine's Day when we get to do another <gasps> Being, Being an Army, Army episode. Because yes. mm-hmm. oh we just love hearing your guys' stories. It's literally the best. So, anyways, guys, reach out to us. Send us an email, standingbtspodcast at gmail. Reach out to us on Twitter, standingbtspod, or Instagram, the same thing. <laughs> or follow us on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. And, of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS.